welcome to Women for Lunak. Today's episode is dedicated to mutual respect in the workplace, in the home, out and about, especially for that demographic that is affected most. La mujer. Women. Now why am I talking about this today when we're always having this type of topic or conversation about women's rights? Rights should be for every human being. But lately, these rights keep on being attacked once again, over and over and over again when it comes to women. Just a week or so, we got to hear Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC, as uh, many know her by, of retelling an account of an attack that she had on the congressional steps on her way to do her job that her district, her constituents elected her to do. She was accosted by Congressman Ted Yoho of District 3 here in the state of Florida. I believe that's somewhere around the Gainesville, Ocala area. Nevertheless, this person decided to attack her by calling her names, crazy, all sorts of names that we normally call each other by jest. Are you are you nuts? Are you crazy? What's wrong with you? Come on. Well, that's normal conversation sometimes for some people. But for someone such as AOC who takes her job and her duty seriously and she happens to be um, the person that gets on everybody's nerve especially from this person's political political party. But this was not just something that was done between her and himself. There were witnesses to this behavior. The so-called southern gentleman came back. I guess he didn't have enough of what he had already spewed at her. Decided to come back call her an effing B blank blank bleep bleep and that ladies and gentlemen doesn't sit well with me or with um, anyone actually how in your right mind can you even say this to someone when supposedly you are a southern gentleman, you 
been married for years and you have daughters that you wouldn't like anyone to accost them in that way. She too, like she exclaimed, is a daughter. She too is a colleague. She too is a strong woman. Responsible for a large demographic and towards her own family. She is also to be held accountable for what she says and what she does. So why shouldn't you? Alexandria went onto the floor and literally gave a lesson to this this man and to his colleagues and her colleagues. And it is not just about rallying around a woman who represents a district, a congressional district, but rallying around una mujer latina con sus pantalones puestos correctamente. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll translate. It is about rallying around a woman who puts on her pants the right way, just like everyone else, one leg at a time, but she puts them in her right place, the right way. And she has the pants to tell it like it is. We continue to see this abuse, these attacks, this war against women. And women for Lula can't stand for this. We have officially written a letter to this congressman hope that when he reads it, he'll get an idea that in reality, whether they like it or not, there's more of us than you can imagine. When he attacked AOC, he attacked every single woman this country, from both parties, women who work in that hall, in those offices, in government, in education, in health, in business, entrepreneurs, LGTB, he accosted every single woman because he knew that he was going to get the attention of all women, including those in his own backyard. When you attack women, you're not attacking their political party, you're not attacking their ideology, their religious beliefs, their lifestyles, their economic position, their influence in the community. 
you are simply attacking all women. Mothers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, sisters, aunts, godmothers, cousins. Even the woman that I'm just noticing walking down the sidewalk with a shopping cart. And she does not look like she is okay. Ma'am. Ma'am. Excuse me, please. Okay. All right. I, I just thought you needed some help. Excuse me. Um, she she was actually uh, carrying some things from one place to another. She's okay. But see, that kind of woman was also accosted at those steps. Little girls and even girls that are not born yet. So who can stand up and defend us? defend these girls I put in this letter to this gentleman that girls are attacked even when they're in the schoolyard they're attacked by the man that they thought that that they were marrying the prince charming their prince charming and unfortunately he turned out to be a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde The person who interviewed you gave you that great job that you were waiting for. But behind that decision were other motives. Women are not only attacked verbally, emotionally, physically, but spiritually. We have problems in this country with human trafficking, trading in women like if they were stock, livestock. And yet, so many are fighting against this and we yet cannot abolish it. Modern day slavery is not only of the physical body, but it is also of the mental and emotional and spiritual part of the body. These scars, whether verbal, mental, or physical, live with us an eternity. I also put in the letter to this man, or this, I'll say gentleman, just so that, you know, I don't get critiqued by people who will listen to this podcast. I told him, by insulting women, degrading and talking this way, I simply mentioned that we need not forget that our Savior, that Jesus Christ, came from a woman. He didn't come from a walnut or a plant a thought he came from a woman 
just a woman who was selected to bring to this world a man who supposedly was going to save us. He was going to take on all of your sins and all of your, how should I say, blemishes. We have women who are astronauts, scientists, inventors, leaders of business, of commerce. We have judges. We have women in the most important of roles demonstrating to other girls don't let yourselves be bullied. You can do it. Just do it. But sometimes, even in your own home, you are being accosted, attacked. Simply with words like, well, why do you want to do that? Or why even go there? What do you think you're going to do with that? Your job is to stay here and help me. Your job is to marry and make your own home and raise a family. Well, um, to whoever says these to girls nowadays, which I hope they're not saying, we are doing that. A personal note, I remember I had to do that. I was 35 years old when I brought my son to the world. After trying for so many years to have a child. And while I was doing this, while I was pregnant, I was the merchandise managing director for New York department stores in Puerto Rico. With my big belly, I would travel to all 16 stores with blueprints of the architect's work on making sure that the store managers were laying out the stores the way they should have, or the, sh- the way they should be. I would make corrections, drop off the blueprints to the architect's office, and go on to my office. When my son came to the world, I would take him with me to visit the stores to make, to make sure that all the merchandise was laid out, that it was in a color scheme, that it was snaking correctly on the racks, that the frontal part of the store was the way we designed it. I was working, carrying around my kid because I didn't feel comfortable with um, the supposedly babe, supposed person that was going to take care of my child. And then lucky enough, I got a raise and a bonus for doing such a great job in all 16 stores while pregnant and post-pregnancy. I hired a nanny. She was a close friend of the family. She took care of my son, cleaned the house, and at the same time, she taught my son English. She taught him how to do things that I was missing out on. But when I would get home, he would tell me about his day with Elizabeth and her two boys. I was running a company, a division, and at the same time, 
I was being a mother and a wife because I would come home to cook. I would not let Elizabeth cook. I would come home to cook. Walk the dog. If I had to wash the car, I washed it. If I had to prep the motor for the boat because we were going to take it out on the weekend and my spouse at that time was not home yet, I would hose down what I needed to hose down. And when I would be called names and belittled and insulted and attacked, I would bark back. And I'm sure that there are many women in this world, in this country, in our homeland as well, that find themselves doing more than what they are recognized for. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women are the educators. We are the ones that prepare our children, female and male, to go into this world and to be the best that they can be. Not to be like this man that attacked AOC on the steps. And only we, we women, are the ones responsible to make sure that this type of cultivation, this type of culture, is done away with. When a woman stays in a marriage because she is submissive, most of the time is because she saw this in her own home. She didn't see someone strong enough to guide and lead her. Sometimes it's friends that can help you with that. Siblings sometimes, there are some that are tough, but there are some that follow suit because they're just as afraid. My mother was raised by her grandmother when her mother passed because of yellow fever. My grandmother was only 28 years old when my mother lost her, and my mother was only three years old. my mother married, she married because she wanted to get away from her grandmother who was very domineering. She felt that by getting married, it was her key to freedom. You can tell in the tone of my voice that it is not, it was not her key to freedom. mother had a very contemptuous marriage with my father. I saw things as a toddler that I knew were not right. I became very rebellious. I would talk back. I was not going to take anyone's opinion as 
that's how I was. My parents divorced. My mother left me with my great-grandmother, who was her grandmother. And that's the woman that cultivated in me to be strong, to be aggressive, to always put all the chips on me. I'm not disrespectful. I'm not someone that's in your face all the time, etc. But I do not, I will not be ignored. I will not be bullied, bamboozled, or lied to. I can see through a lot. I forgive that much I learned from her. But ladies and gentlemen, I not forget. I do not accept apologies easily and I think that many people know that. I always expect that people need to measure their words before they spew them. Measure what you write before you send out them and push enter on that email or send. Think twice before you seal that envelope and put that stamp and mail out that letter. I stand up for myself, my family, my friends, my community. I don't come from a house or a home of weak women. We may look it because we're not tall or strappy or anything like that. We were raised by a woman who was only four feet nine, my great-grandmother, Sixta Nereida Ferrer de Colón. She was tough, that lady. Real tough. So, take a moment today tomorrow or next week or next year and give guidance and support to a girl in need any girl you should see how far that will go so ladies and gentlemen this year We're celebrating the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, and that means that it is the right to vote. The suffragettes suffered enough, and we need not suffer anymore. So, I applaud AOC for standing up to a bully. I applaud uh, (laughs) Judge Ruth Gimber, tiny little whippersnapper. She is tough. I love her. Love her. Sotomayor as well. Astronauts, doctors, teachers, and just moms. I applaud you. And I pray for you every day. Count on me and my women on my board to always be ready to take hands and march together for women. 
women for Lulac. Todas para una y una para todas. I leave you with that today. Have a beautiful day. And remember, only you control your destiny. No one else. Adios.